It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Michelle Wright is Canadian country music royalty. She's a member of the Canadian Country Music Hall of Fame, a CCMA and ACM winner. We know and love her hit songs like Take It Like a Man, He Would Be 16, Nobody's Girl, One Good Man, Guitar Talk, and the list goes on. And that long list will now include her current single, Small Town, which is from her upcoming album, Milestone, and that will be released on August the 26th. And we'll play the brand new single here on the show. My pleasure to welcome Michelle Wright. Hey there, Michelle. Hi, Dave. Hi, everybody. It is so great to have you here as a guest once again. You've been on a lot in the past, over the years. Uh, I I can't remember how many times, but it's a lot. (laughs) Well, I appreciate uh, what you do to... uh... Inter- to help everybody hear our music and uh, introduce new artists and uh, talk to artists like myself who have been around for a few years and have some new music out. And so it's always my pleasure to, to talk with you, Dave. I appreciate that, Michelle. It's uh, the feeling is mutual. Uh, let's first of all talk about, you know, you mentioned the years in the business uh, and so much success. Let's just talk about the Canadian Country Music Hall of Fame. I mean, I could say, did you ever imagine you would be there when you started out, which nobody would, but how did it feel when you finally had that happen? Well, as you said, it was really not even in my radar at all to to even think like that. I was just hoping to get a a, a single on the radio, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you know, it's funny because I sort of, I dreamed big, but I knew it was going to take small steps, you know? Uh, but certainly never did I think I would end up in the in the Canadian Country Music Hall of Fame. It's an aw- I'm I think I'm enjoying it more now than than ever. It's just such a thrill because it's like, wow, I really am in the Canadian Country Music Hall of Fame. Wow, that's so cool. <laughs> Pretty amazing uh, and great recognition of your career, your hits, your performances, all that you've uh, accomplished in the country music world, and another lady who has done that on the Canadian country music scene is Carol Baker. And uh, it was so amazing at the CMA Ontario Awards not too long ago when you were up on stage uh, paying tribute to her. She was in the audience, of course. Um, and you were there with your good friends, Patricia Conroy, Beverly Mahood, and Stacey Lee Gousset. And you were honoring her with so many of her great songs. You know, it, it meant so much to me to, I was thrilled to be asked Carol was certainly one of those gals that I watched growing up and and admired her her as a as an artist and uh, it just meant so much to me to be a part of that and I was honored to be a part of it and honored to share the stage with my friends and I and I know that Carol was so touched by it all it, it, what a magical night it was when she got up there what and, and and gave her thanks and started singing amazing grace and 
It was, she just, it was, was a night I'll never forget. It was amazing. Her speech yeah, was, was quite moving. And, and when she sang Amazing Grace, it was a real uh, highlight of the show uh, for myself and, and everyone in the audience. Let's talk about new music. So we mentioned, I mentioned off the top, there are all the great hits that we know of yours. And you're adding a new one to that collection. Uh, always great news when, when I hear that Michelle Wright has brand new music out there. So the new single is called Small Town. You wrote it with Danielle Bourgeau and Rick Farrell. And I know, Michelle, that this song, Tells your story from being from a small town and and you know and uh, and traveling the world with your music. Tell us uh, a little more about the inspiration. Well, I have to tell you, Dave, I had no intentions of writing this song when I got together with Danielle and Rick to write. <laughs> uh, it was our first time uh, writing together, and little did I know how gifted Danielle is. That girl is just a is a great talent and a great songwriter and Rick as well. I mean it was it was the combination of the three of us, no doubt. But Danielle was sort of like the driving force behind, you know, she started asking me a few questions about my career and we were just giggling and laughing and I was reminiscing and you know sharing some bar stories because I played the the bars six nights a week for nine years before I got my record deal and you know I was just throwing you know I got to sing at the world series and I got to do Jay Leno and you know just Mm -hmm. sort of you know throwing out things like that and saying how fun and exciting it's been and how I just wish her all the best in her career and everything and she said that's what we have to write we have to write that song and I said no we're not right I'm not writing about I'm not singing about myself like that I just thought who would ever you know relate to this this just seems so much about me I was a bit concerned that that's a little too self-absorbed you know but she said, no, we have to write this. And 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 I, I think I might have said, you know, well, it just it doesn't seem that long ago when I think about it. And so the the intro to this, the first line is, you know, it doesn't seem that long ago I hit the road with my guitar, you know. And so it just mm-hmm. sort of started to unfold. Daniel, she was very uh, insistent. And I said, all right, you know, why not? You know, and uh, off we went and we wrote this song. And then a few days later, when we went in the studio to demo it, I said to the session guys, just a great group of guys, so we got to add a little Motown feel to this, because if this song is going to be about my career, I grew up in a small town, I traveled the world, you know, I'm a country Mm -hmm. girl from Merlin, Ontario, but I also grew up listening to the sounds of Motown, so can we add some Motown vibe to this? And they just got it immediately and took a hold of that. And away we went. And and, he, and, and, and I had no idea that that small town would be the first single from this album that's coming, Milestone. You know, we're celebrating the 30th anniversary of the release of Take It Like a Man and with, with the release of Milestone. And, and, and that this song is so perfect to be the first single from this album and just kind of takes people on a journey of my, takes them with me on the journey I've been on in three minutes. We really, we really packed a lot in there in about three minutes. And so it it, it was, it was heaven sent, I swear. Doesn't seem that long ago I hit the road with my guitar Playing six nights a week Paying dues in smoky bars Sometimes it's still hard to believe How far this road and you have carried me Cause I'm a little 
And you talked about being raised across the border from Detroit, as you mentioned, Merlin, Ontario, in the Chatham-Kent area. And so the Motown sound, as I know, and, and most people who know your career know that because you've done those style of songs and in concert, you've covered artists uh, from that genre. Tell, tell us about your Motown influences. Well, they were just there, you know, uh, being raised across the border from Detroit. It, it was just, you know, uh, unavoidable. And and my mom and dad were country music singers and performers. So I grew up with the greats of country music from George Jones to Merle Haggard and Tammy Wynette and Ann Murray and Hank mm-hmm. Snow. And, you know, all that great, great country music I grew up on. But I would also just to, you know, turn, turn my radio to, to CKLW coming across the border from Detroit. And so Detroit was kind of like, like a Detroit rocks is a, is, is, is sort of was their logo. So to speak was, it was a pretty rocking station, but they also played all that Motown music that was being made, you know, just around the corner from the radio station kind of thing. Right. (laughs) And uh, so I just really absorbed a lot of it. I love to dance. I love to watch soul train, uh, you know, Amer- I watched American Bandstand, I, you know, and I watched Soul Train. And I know for sure that just that also had a very strong influence on me. So I'm kind of I'm that generation, probably one of the first, uh, you know, generations to have that opportunity to have radio stations all around me, TV shows to tune into, you know, money to go buy records and and and, and play a lot of music. And my brother uh, had his room upstairs in the attic kind of thing. And he had all kinds of records up there. And he was just like, don't you go up there and play my records. <laughs> sure enough, I'd be, as soon as he left the house, I'd be up there yep. playing his records. So that's uh, how it all came to be, just being across the border from Detroit and having the opportunity to absorb all that music. Incredible. And I remember you playing the drums because I was thinking about your show where you covered Motown artists. I guess you were covering a lot of your influences. Um, I think it was the uh, Hall of Fame show. Yes, it was a Hall of Fame tour. I did one of my songs and I would do a song from a Hall of Famer. Yeah. We had Joni Mitchell, Brian Adams, Aretha Franklin, you know, uh, Bonnie Raitt, Stevie Wonder, uh, Ann Murray. Yeah, I, I did a, I did one of mine, one of my hits and then one of another artist that influenced me that is also in the Hall of Fame. Amazing. I, I attended one of those shows and I recall you getting behind the drum set and playing drums. Yes, yes, yeah. Well, I did, I just for fun, that was a rather spontaneous thing that just happened <laughs> one time at Soundcheck, you know, and the guys were like, you should do that in the show. So uh, I really, uh, uh, you know, m- to me, the drummer is the backbone of the band and it's, it's so important and I have so much respect for those guys because that's a lot of hard work back there behind the drums. But I did start out on the drums and uh, I could, I could, I, I've been, I've been, Think, contemplating getting a set of drums here at the house and my husband is even very supportive of it because that's a really good workout you know and then maybe I might, uh, might play a little bit more down the road who knows very cool uh michelle you mentioned the 30th anniversary of take it like a man that huge hit that everybody still loves to this day and the cool thing is on your new album milestone you are recreating the song and you've got another version of it for us well, I will tell you, Dave, you want to know what? We did not veer from the original, not hardly any at all, because that is just not something I'm going to mess with. And my <laughs> producer, Bob, was not going to mess with it because uh, that record, it, it was a it was a magical moment in yeah. my career. 
years. Like we, we, you know, caught, caught lightning in a bottle, so to speak, because it's so hard to have a hit record. And, and, uh, and I was so very, very fortunate to have that song and how the, the fans reacted to it. And so we did not mess with it. It pretty much, I did it in the same key. It sounds very similar, but you know, sonically it's, it's fresh and it sounds like today because of course being 30 years ago, even as progressive as that record sounded sonically, we've, we've progressed a lot in the format. And so I just wanted it to sound as fresh as the, the new music that you're hearing. And it just sounds Sounds wonderful. And we actually used four of the original musicians that played on that record. Uh, we used Brent Mason on guitar. We used Lonnie Wilson on drums. Lonnie actually played the same snare that he played on that song 30 years ago. Wow. Which is so cool. Bruce Bowden, who created that down, 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 down. Yeah created that sound so on the on the weisenhauer i i need to know how to say what that instrument is i think it's a weisen something or another i need to <laughs> get that right and uh, and then we also had a, a a guy named biff watson who was on the original record biff's an acoustic guitar player and 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 he's so outstanding as an acoustic guitar player when you hire biff to come in on a session he just fills that space mm-hmm. like just with his acoustic guitar and the way he locks in. So I was thrilled to have the same four guys. And of course, I have to credit Bob Funk, my producer. He's a Canadian uh, and he's Patricia Conroy's uh, husband, my, mm-hmm. my best friend, you know, and 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 Bob, Bob was wise enough to realize that we're not going to mess with this. We're just going to we're going to bring the A team in and we're going to do what they did 30 years ago. Pretty smart idea because you're right. Sometimes people will try to do a different version of a classic hit, and sometimes it works. But it is always good to uh, stick with what worked. Stick with that yeah. magic. Yeah, totally. And I cried the first time I heard the final mix back. I just cried because it it just it sounds so wonderful, and it just that song means so much to me. And I'm so thankful that I just can't wait to sing it every night. Tell us a bit about uh, some of the other songs on the album, Michelle. What can we expect? We have some classic ballads that we've also come to know uh, to expect from you. Yes, yeah. You know, Dave, this this record is uh, such a, a, a real authentic combination of that country Motown R&B you know, my DNA almost, you know, it, it, it's, it, it just, it, I'm so proud of it. It was so, so easy to do on one hand, you know, now Bob Funk, again, my producer worked very, very, very hard. Uh, but for me to be able to, uh, mo- most of these songs are gosh, 20 and 30 years old. I've held on to, I, I wrote four songs for the record and then uh, recorded six of my friends' songs, including Take It Like a Man. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I've held on to, gosh, I mean, I, I did a remake of a Delbert, Delbert McClinton had a song out in 1989 called I'm With You. And it is the coolest, funkiest, grooviest song. And I remember hearing it in 1989. I saw the video on CMT and I was like, man. I want to record a song like that someday. Matter of fact, someday I'm going to record that song. I I was determined. And here I am 33 years later, and I have that song on my, on, on this record. 
And, and then I wrote a wonderful song with Adam Wakefield, who who came in second on The Voice. He used to play uh, keyboards with me for years, and I was so happy to see him do so well on The Voice. And he's a part of a band called Texas Hill now, which are himself and two other alumni from from uh, from The Voice and uh, American Idol. But he's a beautiful singer, songwriter, soul guy, a keyboard player. And we wrote a, a wonderful song called Heartbreak Song. You bring the bottle and I'll bring the heartbreak song. It's just so good. I'm so yeah. happy that we wrote that together. And of course, I wrote a song with Patricia Conroy and an, another Canadian from a band called The Odds. His name is Steve Mitchell. And he was in the, one of our Canadian rock punk bands called The Odds. And he's a great songwriter. And we've written quite a bit together. But him and Patricia and I wrote a song called Beautiful Thing together. And uh, and there's another song on there that I've literally held on to for 25 years called The Faithless Kind. And it is just what it says. I mean, the song, it, there's not a wasted word. And for any of us that have been cheated on, that song will hit you right in the in the heart i'll tell you it's just so powerful the lyrics are so powerful and some fun stuff and you know it's uh so it's a record that'll really take you on a bit of a journey and uh i keep your toe tapping it's it's a pretty upbeat record but there's a couple of ballads on there that are powerful right on and that album is milestone which is coming out on august the 26th and of course small town is the single that is out there right now. Michelle, is there anybody that you haven't written with yet that is on your radar that you could make a call to that you hope to write with one day? Gosh, where where would you like me to start? (laughs) Probably a long Uh, list. Michael McDonald's, uh, Vince Gill. Mm -hmm. um, Gosh, that's a couple right there that I would just love to write with. Uh, that's how. That's a place to start. Yeah. Keith, I'd love to write with Keith. We almost wrote together some years ago, and then really? his career just really took off. You know, it's almost like he didn't have time to write his own name down, let alone sit with you know. So, but I'm a huge Keith Urban fan, <laughs> yeah. and I'll, 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 we we talked about writing together a few times. So that would be great. You know, amazing. And when we talk about songs and your great ear for selecting songs, if you weren't a writer on them that you have recorded over the years, I know there's one song in particular, a lot of our listeners will know, the Pam Tillis song, Maybe It Was Memphis. I remember us talking about it, how interesting it was that you loved the song, but you couldn't relate to the lyrics because, of course, it's about being in the South and from the South. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I got my record deal, I was determined. I brought my whole Canadian team down with me. Uh, to Nashville, and I was determined that 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 Canadian part of who I am and where I came from was known, and it was really important to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I just I had never been to Memphis, I had never read a Faulkner novel, and I just thought that is so inauthentic for me to sing that song. Uh, right. But mind you, I've been to. Uh, Memphis and I still haven't read a Faulkner novel but if anybody <laughs> ever pinch passes pitches me a song as fabulous as that one I will not <laughs> turn it down my gosh and, you know in hindsight sometimes I wonder you know how I, I just I, I stay pretty strong or pretty authentic to who I am and I don't like to veer from that because it just seems important to me 
but darn it, I wish I could have maybe uh, changed my, uh, oh, what I don't know what, what the word is I'm looking for, my uh, my character or something at that sure. point, sang, sang that song, because <laughs> that's a good song. That's a great song. It is a great yeah. song. Well, another great one, and you did record this one, but you changed a word in it, and I believe you changed the city to Jasper, was I've Forgotten You, which is a yeah. great song, and you just put that little Canadian spin on it. Oh, yes. And you know what? I just ran into Rhonda Vincent, who also recorded that song. Rhonda Vincent, the wonderful fiddle player, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. winning bluegrass artist. And what a, just a, what a delightful human being she is. Well, she also recorded the song. We just we ran into each other backstage during CMA week uh, at an event we were both doing. And she just whooped out her mandolin and said, let's and she put up her phone. We recorded it and sang it together. Just, you know, just a really casual thing backstage. And yeah, uh, uh, that's a great song, too. I've Forgotten You is a wonderful lyric. It's snowing in Miami and it's hailing in L.A. And money's growing like green apples on the trees. I've been hanging out with Elvis and The whole world gets along 
Do you have a favorite stage that you have been on, Michelle? I know that's a hard choice, hard to, hard to pick a favorite song as well, but any particular stage that's a favorite of yours to return to? You know, Dave, I, I was so lucky to, I had the chance to headline all those big country music festivals, the Dauphin and Big Valley Jamboree and, you know, all that stuff back in the day. And I remember mm-hmm. standing on stage and 25,000 fans out there singing songs, my songs back to me. And I have so, so many great memories of that. You know, those big festival stages, when you finally hit those stages at that level in your career, it's so much fun, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I, I, one of my, one of my most favorite things that I did was uh, during the World Winter Olympic, World uh, uh, Special Olympics the Special Olympics World Winter Games were held in Toronto and the Shrivers, the Kennedy and Shrivers are a part of all of that. They're, they're, the, they're the driving force behind it. As we all may recall that uh, uh, President Kennedy had a, a sister who was mentally challenged, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so they then started, they created the Special Olympics, you know, they they help these individuals that are mentally challenged to have a life, to have a chance to, to enjoy, you know, achieving something and being competitive and the, and the world winter and the special Olympics was, it was a part of their, uh, was, was something they were the driving force behind. Well, they had the, the winter games. They held a ceremony at the sky dome at that time in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember uh, performing Safe in the Arms of Love there. And well, uh, well, a young man who had um, Down syndrome uh, did an interpretive dance of that song. And it, oh, wow. it, it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. He just felt music so from 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 the core of him. And when music would play, this this young man would just start dancing and twirling and swirling mm. and scooping and and say he loved safe in the arms of love. And so it was him and I in that stadium, which holds 60,000 people. That, and it was just the track, me singing and him and I, and it was beautiful. That's one of my favorite memories for sure. It's it's evidence right there of the power of music, how it yeah. can inspire someone, in that case, this individual that you spoke of, and uh, how it can inf- affect us all. And I know many of your songs, Michelle, you've heard over the years that, uh, listeners and fans have embraced the songs, but they've also had a important uh, place in their life. Songs like "He Would Be 16, which mm-hmm. is, of course, about uh, putting a child up for adoption and sort of wondering what happened to him. And so, I'm sure there's. We've talked about this before. Lots of stories you've heard from people, and that song's probably helped them in a way. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. That song did open up conversation. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. I remember before I had released it. To radio because I wasn't even actually before I had even recorded it because I wasn't really sure that I wanted to record it because I've never been pregnant. You know, that would be one time in my life where I just sort of went, well, I'm really not sure if I'm the right one to do this song. Yet it was a bit of a risk to, to, to do that song. And I was a risk taker and willing to take the risk. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I just took it out live to see how the audience would, would respond. And the lady came to my and the response was unbelievable. I, I, I didn't expect that. Um, and this lady came to my autograph lineup afterwards and she said, I just told my husband under the bleachers for the first time that I gave up a boy for my son for adoption before I met him. Wow. And she had never told him before, but mm-hmm. 
She told him that day and we cried and held each other and celebrated. And, you know, cause of mm-hmm. course the husband just, he was there too. We, the three of us were hugging each other. So that song opened up conversation and, and also was really important, I think, and it's really important that we all recognize the courage that it takes for a woman to give a child up for mm-hmm. adoption, knowing that that's the right thing to do. Uh, the courage that that takes is yeah. is is, uh, is extraordinary. So, uh, so we, I celebrate the women that have done that and had the courage to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very important song, a meaningful song, and as you said, it opened up conversations. Um, you mentioned earlier about being on Jay Leno. I remember that back in the day with "Take It Like a Man." Uh, what was that like? What was it like being on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno? It was horrifying, Dave. <laughs> and do you want to know why? I'll tell you something. And I don't know if I've actually ever told this before. I had the mic had a cable back in the day. Mics used to have cables to attach to it, right? Yep. And I did a twirl, and the mic cable got stuck on the drums. And <laughs> I was a bit naive and didn't realize that I could actually stop and ask them if we could start again. Okay. So instead of pulling the mic, I started moving over towards the drums, right? Because I thought, oh my God, the drums are going to come crashing down and I'm on the Jay Leno show. (laughs) Dave, I did a twirl and my mic cable got caught on something on the drums and I didn't know what to do. And I just sort of stumbled my way through the rest of the song. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the actual performance that aired with the. That's uh, the one that performed that. Wow. Perform, now, if that, if I, it, it, of course, now that I'm a big girl, I'd go, oh, guys, shoot, we got to start this again. I won't do that twirl. <laughs> But I just was too too naive to to think this is not sure. life. I can do this again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. But what yeah. major exposure, to say the least, at that time? Uh, I'm sure the next day. I mean, you just became that much more famous from being on the Tonight yeah. Show. Yeah, it was huge. It was very mm-hmm. very important. And Jay was a lovely, lovely guy. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. You've got some great shows coming up. Let's tell people about them. Uh, a couple of them I've got here, and then you, you probably got lots more. And of course, people can go to your website and social media uh, to learn more about all the shows. But uh, the Big Valley Jamboree is coming up in Cambrose, Alberta, on Sunday, July thirty first, and you will be there performing. Yes, yeah, it'll be great. We, th- th- this is one of those shows that was booked in two thousand and nineteen, and we're finally getting to do it. Wow. Oh, yes. It's been so good. to to, And I love being there. I've I've done that uh, show and that festival and that stage many times. So it'd be wonderful to be back there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Getting back to that show exactly 2019 and now getting back to it this year. That reminds me, we went through a pandemic. How could I forget? But what I wanted to ask you about that is, did you learn anything, Michelle? Uh, And then we'll get to the next show. But did you learn anything during that or pick up a new hobby or any of that free time you had that we all had? Did you put it to some use do you know it was it it was such a that what what a that you know you're such a strange time because your heart was breaking if you turned Mm -hmm. on the news to to see what families were dealing with right with with dying and 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 losing their homes and I mean even right now it just could just breaks my heart to think about the challenges that families face during that time it was such such a such a dark awful time for us so 
the only way I could mentally survive it, to be honest with you, because I, I, I tend to, I'm, 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 I, I'm, I'm maybe learning this new expression called empath. I, I think I'm right. somebody that really uh, feels a lot of that stuff, and and, mm. and it 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 it, uh, it affects me in ways that I'm sure a lot of your listeners understand. Where mm. I just feel deep sorrow. And so we kind of had to start shutting down a lot of that. And then my husband and I just started enjoying our time together. You know, quite frankly, both of us, our businesses take us out on the road and we do have a lot of time together, but then we do have periods of time where it'll be a week or two apart and then a four or five days together and then two or three weeks apart. And then we'll have maybe two months together, but we do have these periods of time that we're apart Mm -hmm. two or three months is an exaggeration, but you know, just, uh, I guess the longest we've been apart was six weeks, but so we, we just enjoyed each other and we, we slowed down and, and, and just enjoyed each other. Mm -hmm. So on that front for us, it was very, very nice. We took walks and I cooked a lot. And when we gained each gained 20 pounds, (laughs) I got rid of it. He's pretty. He he got rid of more. He got he got rid of about thirty of it. And oh, I'm, good. I got about I got about twenty more to go. But you know what? I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that they do say life is short. Eat the cake. Well, and and I do have that <laughs> philosophy. I try. I do want to stay healthy. But right. I will say, boy, we really did uh, kind of enjoy some food and uh, uh, just laying around and uh, you know packed on a few pounds, but oh, well. <laughs> I think we all did. We thought, hey, it's a pandemic. Let's just uh, eat and uh, get out yeah. of shape. I no mean, one's going to see me. Who cares? Exactly. Yeah. That's it. A lot of people didn't think, oh, I'll use this time to get in shape. No, I'll get out of shape and it have fun great. doing it. You would have thought, right? You would have thought. Yep, mm-hmm. you would have thought, but now it's time to get back. And, yeah, uh, we're getting weight. back, but I'll tell you. <laughs> You know, I, it was interesting when people were talking about their mental health and, and, and things like that. And I don't know that I ever really experienced uh, a- anxiety and a little bit and depression and that sort of thing. It's not mm-hmm. really my character, but I definitely started to experience some of that. And now just uh, getting back into gear again has been more challenging than I thought. Once I'm out there, once I've got my suitcase packed and I'm heading to the airport, I'm good mm-hmm. to go, you know? Yeah. But it's uh, it's been, it's not been exactly just a a, a walk in the park to, to, to deal with some of that sort of a, a mental, emotional stuff that I was dealing with too. And, and I, w- I was so surprised by it, but it helped me to understand a little bit more that what it's like to, to, to have anxiety. I never mm-hmm. really dealt much with that before i guess that's kind of the blessing and the curse of being an empath that it's great to be able to feel those things because then you understand other people better and their yeah. struggles but at the same time it can be can really weigh you down too yeah. because you you take that on yourself yeah 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 I, and i'm working through it i'm doing much much better you know so, and as soon as i get with my band and get on the stage and the audience i mean everything goes away it always yeah. has it's, oh, it's, it's such a gift. It's such a such a gift that, that that people give us that do this for a living. When they're there and they're singing and they're smiling at us and we're all together, it is such a gift. I know you do a lot of cover songs, Michelle, as we talked about from some of your heroes and, and a lot of classic songs. But are there any new songs over the last, say, three or four years, five years that you've introduced that are newer songs to cover? Hmm. 
No, I don't think so, Dave. I don't think so. Because I don't really do, I don't do a lot of cover tunes in my show. Uh, when I did the Hall of Fame show, I did. And right. then for, for Facebook Live during the pandemic, I really enjoyed just digging up, you know, do, doing those Facebook Live shows and mm. create different themes around them. Um, but I, I don't, uh, I don't really do a lot of covers and I, and, and, uh, and uh, I, I was so, so absorbed with getting this new record finished that it, uh, but, you know, I love the idea of doing cover tunes. If you find something that you love to do, I think yeah. you you should. I, I've sort of um, bucked against that a little bit, but, you know, as I was trying to establish myself as an artist, and then my husband finally looked at me, he said, it's okay, honey, if you want to do a cover tune, you can, <laughs> you, you, you've done pretty good. <laughs> There's an understatement, <laughs> but it, but it's so true. I know when you're starting a career that uh, if you do too many covers, then people yeah. see you as a cover band or a cover yeah. artist, and they don't see you as an artist. So they are totally important. Yeah, it's it actually yeah. really is important. And you know what? You're gonna. I got fired from a club out east because I just refused to to do that. I mean, I definitely understand that I have a responsibility in the band at that time to have people dancing in the bar selling beer and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I also, you know, was, I had another, you know, goal in mind as well. And I was going to do some of my songs and I was going to do, you know, not the top 20, you know, that everybody else is doing that's coming in next week. And that was there last week. I got fired, <laughs> but you know what? Then I got my record deal about six months later and that guy actually apologized to me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> And do you know that Alan Jackson actually got fired from a club too, shortly before he got his record deal? It was, it was something we shared. And because I went out, Alan and I and Leroy Parnell were the first three signed to Arista Nashville, right? Mm -hmm. I remember that. Do radio with Alan. And one night we were hanging out, just hanging out at a Mexican restaurant, actually. I think I was having Mexican food for my first time ever, like authentic <laughs> Texas Mexican food, right? Yeah. And Alan was just chatting and he, he said, yeah, I got fired just before I got my record deal. And I laughed. I said, I'll be darned. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a great, uh, I don't know if it's a reminder or perspective for artists who are listening that sometimes something bad that happens uh, is just the start of something good. Absolutely. And you do have to fight for yourself and stand up. Now, listen, if you're getting fired every other week, you might have to <laughs> reconsider, but you know, you do have to step up, stand up for yourself sometimes. Yep. So would that be advice in that same vein, Michelle, if you were passing advice along to a, an artist new on the scene, would it be to stick to their guns? Would it be to compromise at certain times? What kind of advice would you pass on to a new artist? Well, you know, you really do have to, I mean, I, I, I mean, this is what I believed anyhow. And certainly coming up in Canada, there was only room for one female and one male. And like, I mean, I know now I think it's much better, which because our population is bigger and, and there's a bigger industry now, which makes mm -hmm. me so happy. But I really think it's important that you figure out what your point of view is, you know, figure out what it is that you can offer mm -hmm. that isn't already being offered. And I know that's very challenging. I think that's a more challenging perspective for an artist today, even than when I was coming up, because there's so much music out there. 
But if you can find a, a tone in your voice or a, a, a signature thing that you do that's going to separate you somehow, and I think certainly mm-hmm. having a point of view in your in your songs and what you want to sing about, and you know, I mean, I think of Megan Patrick, you know. Yeah. There's a gal that she's got her own identity and her own thing. And that's what she, you know, who she, and it, who she is. And, and I love it, you know, and, and mm-hmm. just the songs that she writes and where she comes from. So you got to figure out what it is that you're going to do and what you're, what you're going to stand on, you know, and, uh, and, and see how, you know, people are either going to respond to it or they're not, but you also have to, and there is compromise that has to be made. I, 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 you know, I, you know, probably Bruce Springsteen might disagree with me or, 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 you know, or, or, you know, I don't, somebody else I'm, I can't think of, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, there is some compromise that has sure. to be made. And, uh, and then you just have to determine what, where, where you're comfortable with that, you know, cause you are going to have to compromise a little bit here and there. You know, it's like when I would yep. sit with my label, it'd be like, well, look, you take those, you, you give, let me have these three songs and I'll give you guys those three. But I wouldn't record something that I didn't like, generally speaking. There's a right. few, there's a few, but, I, I, you know, there was a few things I don't, I didn't love, but I thought, yeah. okay, you know, so it's a give and take because they're, it's a relationship, you know. Makes sense. Great yeah. advice. Yeah. Great advice. Uh, another show, we were talking about the Big Valley Jamboree, um, Sunday, July 31st in Camrose, Alberta, that you're part of. Now, there's another show uh, in Ontario, Saturday, August the 6th. This is a free show, which is great. So it's free. You've just got to go to flightfest.ca to get tickets. Uh, and it's at the Chatham-Kent Airport in yeah. Chatham-Kent, that area where you grew up. Merlin is part of that. Tell us a bit about that show, Michelle. Well, this is really special for me, of course, and for my community. Uh, I'm returning home. It's been a few years since I've done a show there. And uh, the the Flight Fest, the the airport and, and all the folks that are involved with that wanted to, to put on a concert just to lift the spirits of the community as we as we work our way through the pandemic. And mm-hmm. so it's a free show and it's being it's it was their idea to to do something special to to just lift the spirits of the community and they called me up and said you know would you like to come and join us and uh and of course I said yes you know they're taking real good care of us and making sure we can put on a great show it'll be full stage full production you know it's going to be uh really well put together I I I I insisted on that of course Mm -hmm. and and so we're going to come and have some fun that sounds great. Again, that is at the Chatham-Kent Airport, Saturday, August the 6th. And uh, tickets are free. You, you can get those at uh, flightfest.ca. Uh, Michelle, I want to thank you so much for uh, being a guest and chatting. Always so much fun, See whether it's seeing you at the CMAOs or talking to you here on the podcast and getting to share new music with you. Thank you again. Well, Dave, you know, I'm a big fan of yours, and I just so appreciate uh, your passion for music and your uh, desire to put this show on and help us all uh, spread the word about our music. And so thank you kindly, dear. I appreciate those kind words, Michelle. Thank you. Once again, Michelle's brand new single, it's out there now. It's called Small Town, which is part of her Milestone album. And that album will be released on August the 26th. I'm Dave Woods, keeping it country. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.